right, let's rock another episode of Keel Conversations. I am your host, Mark Champagne, and it is my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. Today, I'm chatting with Elliot, who's the founder of Dunk Media and has rock social media accounts for Gary Vaynerchuk, Dennis Rodman, has also worked with brands such as Nike Basketball, EA Sports, Gatorade, Warner Music, and the list goes on. But honestly, behind all the social media, the DMs, the content, lives an incredibly dialed-in human prioritizing his mental fitness on a daily basis. Super pumped to share this with you guys. Enjoy the conversation. This podcast is brought to you by Minimalism Life. A simple life is one with less stress, less stuff, and more purpose. We love these guys because they publish awesome content on a weekly basis about minimalism as a tool to help you be more focused and feel more fulfilled. Check them out at minimalism.life. And don't forget, all of these awesome guests end up in our journaling app and mental fitness tool, Keo, to help guide you through your daily reflection. Take it for a spin in the Apple App Store and let us know what you think. Have the absolute best day yet. Elliot, so first first question for you, and same question that all guests get on on this show to kick things off, and it's who are you, or how do you define yourself? Well, first, this is the second time we try this, and I just wanted to say <laughs> once again and express my gratitude and, and thank you for having me on, and just kind of it's always fun doing this. You know how your mind <clears throat> how your mind goes and just loads up on all these thoughts, and I think sometimes I think that's why podcasts are a great thing for everyone literally anyone in the world, even if you just film yourself, it's because you need an outlet for all this shit that you're thinking for yourself or you're going to go crazy. So thanks for uh, <laughs> having me on. And, and I guess thanks for everyone who's listening. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess going into the question, who, who am I? My name's, I'm going to go into the superficial stuff once again. Uh, my name's Elliot Robinson. Um, I'm from Stockholm, Sweden, originally. Uh, my dad's from Bali. Um, no, my dad's from the, Boston. They met in Bali. <laughs> my mom and my dad, they met in Bali and fell in love. They had me and I grew up all my life in, in Sweden, Stockholm, uh, played basketball when I was younger, was always into technology and, and kind of creative stuff, video editing. And I think once again, going back to what I just said, I think it was just kind of a way for me to get um, the thoughts out of my head or just like a way to express whatever I had going on within me. So that funneled into um, video editing and taking pictures of sunsets and um, what's it called? Helping people out with their Call of Duty montages, which was a video game. And, and all that kind of just started living on social media, digital. And, and I turned that into kind of a, my expertise. So essentially what I do and who I am and, and I guess however shallow my team is, I, I do creative stuff on, on a lot of the social platforms and help people uh, figure out the digital strategies and, and I help people get heard in the world. <laughs> I love it, man. And it's, thanks for sharing that. And I'm excited for this chat because even from our very first conversation, you know, just by some of the work that you're doing, people probably wouldn't expect some of the questions you're actually asking yourself. Like you're pretty deep. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess so. Right. And there's like little nuggets that, you know, even just, just prepping for this, this conversation, there are little nuggets that you drop here and there in these podcasts that um, I'm really excited to, to, to pull on a bit and, and dive in because um, 
at a very young age, I feel like you've, you've, you've done an incredible job to best ground yourself in, in, you know, just different practices or just mindsets and beliefs and stuff like that. So I'm curious before we really dive in, like where is that coming from your upbringing? Like, you you know, even just some of the things that you're talking about being passionate about and, Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, I feel like that's coming from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always, I always ask myself that too. And I ask myself, what, what is it that kind of leads people? And I think that what, what you're talking about is, 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 is kind of be a depth of spirituality. I always thought I was unique and alone in it. And then I figure out, wait a minute, there are millions, if not tens of millions of people who practice this. And, and, and this is kind of one of the, uh, the oldest, uh, I think oldest and truest things in, <laughs> in life. And you hear yeah. all the way growing up, it's like, it's like, what's the meaning of life? And, and I think that, that I not think I know that's why religion came about and, and then kind of religion became a power play and, and, and kind of get out of hand. But religion was essentially like a vehicle for spirituality. Um, so I think where it all stems from, I think it, it stems from all of us. And I think we all kind of have it in us. It's just when is it, um, I would say, uh, when is it awakened in us? And when is it, when's that button pushed within all of ourselves? And without getting too deep, and, and I, I remember watching a podcast and someone said, uh, it's called mental masturbation. And I don't want to do that because <laughs> that can, that for, for, for the people listening, that can become very tiring very easily because it's just two people kind of having a, a stream of consciousness and it can kind of get really uncomprehendable if that's a word. But I think to go back to your question, when it really started, um, I always, when growing up, I was always just fascinated of like, how do you optimize? Uh, I think life of just like, how do you optimize this? How do you, uh, I remember finding a thread on Reddit. It was like life hacks and it's like small shit like that. And I always tried to, to, to optimize whether it was videos or whether it was my routine or whether it was how much water I drank in the day or uh, just, you know, all the small, how, how I slept if I took power naps and, and now I'm recently I'm into fasting. So I'm always kind of interested in how do you try and alter, I guess, yourself, your body, your mind, your, your consciousness. And I remember there was this one day that my, um, my aunt and I give her the credit, her name's Paula, P-A-U-L-A, Paula. Uh, in Sweden, and she invited me over, and I don't know if I've told the story I've probably once before, but um, she invited me over to her house because uh, we'd have these dinners where we'd we'd just you know talk about stuff and, and kind of try and to motivate each other. And just this is when I was um, in I think ninth grade or eighth grade, and there was okay. this one time where she's like, "I want you to watch this um, this movie," and the movie was called I'm sure you've seen it, it's The Secret, yeah, um, and it's this very corny and very filmatized movie that essentially talks about the law of attraction and i'm sure your audience or not i don't want to assume but uh, i'm certain your audience have either heard of it or know what it is but in in short the law of attraction essentially uh, i don't want to explain it incorrectly but uh, if correct me if i'm wrong also Mark, yeah, no, but go for it's, it. it's essentially it, it tells you that whatever you put your mind to and and, and kind of um, your energy towards it'll be attracted towards your life. So it's it's like goal setting, but more uh, of not only like doing the work is obviously you have to do that, but also just like if you envision um, finding a twenty dollar bill uh, on the floor, and then the next day you find a twenty dollar bill on the floor. People believe that it's because the energy you put on the universe you get back, and just visualization and goal setting, and and I think it's also a, a bit of confirmation bias. But I really, really, really do believe in the law of attraction. And what really sold me is I saw this movie, and I'm a very open guy, Mark, and 
and, and sorry, I'm, I'm just talking a lot now, but I'm a very open guy and I'll, I'll, I'll not gullible, but I'll fall into things very easily and kind of like bite my teeth into them. And then kind of a week goes by, two weeks go by and, and I'll be like, Oh, take a step back. I'm like, maybe that was right. Maybe that was not right. And I think that's yeah. a strength and a weakness. And I'm sure some people are, and some people are the exact opposite where they don't really believe in anything. They're very, um, when they come into things, they're very close minded. But like when I was in, when I was in class, this is a, a, an example of when it was negative, like we're, we're, we're too, I'm a little bit Jewish and, and, and my mom's, my mom's Jewish and, and, and kind of our, our, our grandfather's father flew from, from, um, Nazi Germany and all this stuff. But when I was in high school and then I came across this video on YouTube and you know, all these conspiracy theories and they're like, um, as many Jews that they say were killed in the history books weren't killed. And I was like, this is me being so open-minded. I went into that and I started digging into it and it's <laughs> such a bad rabbit hole. Cause all of a sudden I was watching. I was coming home. I was talking to my mom. I was like, "Have you heard of this theory of like they're saying this many Jews weren't really killed, and they have some compelling not evidence but theories?" And they're like, "Elliot, this is what being critical towards information is like. You have to balance sure. that with also like all the history books that have been written." So it's there's what I'm I'm not saying that that um, what I'm saying is I reverted back and went to the history books. It's like, oh my god, like I can't even believe for a second that I thought that. But it's just like it's a very kind of like. Uh, positive and negative experience and it's a really hard balance there and I'm sure you've experienced yeah. that well no and I, pre- I appreciate you sharing that Elliot because I think yeah. you know at the at the base of that for me is just yeah. at least being open to to hear or see you know these these new things despite whatever it is right but then obviously going in being at one point being a bit critical to, exactly. to evaluate right the secret stuff I'm glad you brought that up because yeah you know, Dude, but that the, what I wanted. Sorry for cutting up. What I wanted to say is that shit worked. That's why I didn't become critical of it, and that's yeah. what spurred this whole thing. Because the week after, I'm sorry, I, I talk a lot when I get excited. And you're doing a good job of kind of. I just feel your energy <laughs> through the, the phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went. We had this seminar in 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 my school at my high school. Um, it was first. Yeah, it was the first year of high school, and they were giving out a gift card for two hundred bucks. And I sat down in the seminar. I was like, I'm going to attract this. So I sat down. I meditated for 30 seconds. I felt me really having it already. I felt me walking up on stage and accepting it. I felt him calling out my name. And then fast forward two minutes and it happened. And that's what I was like, holy shit, this actually works. And that's what fucking threw me into this whole law of attraction and that was less spirituality that was less me more me just try to bend the universe and then yeah. i got into Ajesh shanti and meditation and eckhart tolle and started listening to these people and then there's one podcast in particular that i listened with Ajesh shanti when i just moved to the u.s and i was like the law of attraction is great but you have to understand the universe will attract whatever you whatever is needed for you if you try to bend it you're just gonna alter with whatever it is just stay its course and that's when i really got into all right, how do I, uh, instead of trying to alter and bend things to my, to my benefit, how do I kind of just observe my mind and see why it is that I want to get that? And yeah. And anyway, yeah. so I, when I found the law of attraction, I started meditating. I was like 13 years old <laughs> or 14 sure. or 15. Well, that, yeah. and, and here's, that's why I brought it up because I mean, you, you pick up these little nuggets that from on the, from the outside, if someone's just looking at, yeah, here's the guy that's really like crushing it on social media. You know, he's got millions of followers for his, for his clients and doing like you, people. If you, if they don't go past that, they don't see these these little elements. But these elements, 
you know, form a lot of the basis of, of, of probably why you're doing so, so well. Right. And I think the one thing I want to just, just for the listeners, because mm. all this law of attraction stuff, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and you kind of set it up in this way, it's, you know, it depends, um, where people are at in their life, whether they think it's like crazy woo woo type stuff. But if you yeah. reframe and you work with a lot of athletes, if you yeah. reframe, you know, um, what you just mentioned and 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 how it came about, and just put that in the bucket of think of any of your elite athletes that are visualizing the game and their training and the Olympic gold medal. Like it's no different. It's yeah, just it's the, context, the same thing, right? Yeah, it's the same thing. Totally. So thank you. I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, of talk course. to me about these sunsets. Where, where, because you had a whole account at one point um, <laughs> chasing sunsets, and, and yes. like, where, how did that all come about? Um, I think uh, once again, it was just kind of my creative, my, my, my creative expression. I had just gotten an iPhone. I was always very into I, I, I. We always talk about this I, but I'm gonna let it go for this interview. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, always was very into technology and, and kind of got an iPhone. I think it was iPhone five or iPhone four and it had the camera feature. And it was like the first time where really people were talking and taking pictures. And, and I was like, screw it. I got an app called camera plus and I just started taking pictures and altering with them and they came out cool. And I posted them on Instagram. They're still there, which is fun for people to watch. It's RBN on Instagram. Okay. It's just RBN. So anyone who's listening and is even remotely interested or just want a little more context, um, that was kind of started that in 2011. And yeah, that just fueled my, fueled my, uh, my, I guess, need for validation on social and need for people to see my stuff even more. And, and that's kind of how I got into all of this. Uh, how do you get people to see your shit and how do you actually reach as many people as possible? Yeah. Well, and I, I wanted to ask you about it just because I feel like, you know, that probably set up at least some of the, the core to, you know, now what you're doing. Right. And I think correct yeah. if I'm wrong, really the next big step after in your journey was, um, you know, this guy kind of in your face or in your ears, Gary V that most people know around the world. Yeah. And next yeah. thing you know, you're, you know, you're flying to New York and, um, I mean, it's crazy to think how fast he, his social presence really blew up, even though despite he was, he was around for, for quite some time, obviously. And he, and he, his messages are very consistent, which is awesome about him. Um, yeah. You really helped explode him on, on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so me and Gary met in London for the first time. I flew there for a meet, 15 minute meeting with him and, and we kind of just chatted and he was like, Hey, let's, I'd love to do something when are you available? And I was like, let me graduate high school and I'll come over. So <laughs> I went back and I did said thing. I graduated high school. And then a month later I said bye to all my friends and my family. And, and I kind of moved to, to New York to, to help. And we didn't know what I was doing. And I have a, a podcast where I talk with some of my close friends also, Andy and D-Rock. And we're all just reflecting back and we're like, no clue what, what the fuck I was going to do when I yeah. joined the team. Cause I, like they, they had a spot for me, but they didn't really. And Gary just said he's joining the team. And they're like, who's this kid from Sweden? And it was just very funny. But yeah, I came on board. And I guess my main task over the year and a half when I was there was just kind of uh, my main task was, yeah, increasing his social presence on Instagram, but also like reframing strategies. How do we get more people to engage? How do we involve the community more? And how do uh, I work with uh, the team and, and kind of making him as, as relevant as possible <laughs> and get as many people to hear him because I believe in the message and I think that's the beauty of it. 
Um, and I think that's the reason anyone should work for anyone. Like I, I, I say very often or very seldom, I mean, very seldom is I, I don't work for a lot of people or do anything for a lot of people. The people that I do work for, which has been only Gary now is because I, I believe in their message. And I think that's a lot of people, Mark, they, they think it's not okay to work for someone else because this whole entrepreneurship yeah. has been so glorified, right? Yeah, totally. It's like, if, if there's someone's message who you believe in and it can provide you with stability and, and, and safety to, to go do other stuff, I think it's more than fine to go work for someone, especially if you feel like you're contributing um, towards, a, 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 I think, a greater good. And, and I think that's the reason I went there. And I did that for a year and a half, started in 2016, July 5th, started July 5th, and then left, I guess, in 20, what's that, 2017? Yeah, 2017 in November or October. And yeah, I've been doing do my own thing ever since you're you've been a pretty humble guy so far in this conversation so i'll push you a bit but why like why do you think gary gave you a shot like here's a guy you literally you know you're graduating high school some guy from yeah school, met him for 15 yeah. minutes you know like what yeah. was it what do you think it was yeah i guess context is i had a bunch of once again the those sunsets turned into basketball videos and kind of grew a bunch of other accounts as well so i had a repertoire of of, of different media accounts on social that have been proven and that had, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we had, had one of the biggest, basketball, yeah, we okay. had one of the basket, biggest basketball communities in the world. But I think regardless of that, uh, it's just the energy that you come into the meeting with. Like mm. if you're coming into the meeting and your energy is right and you just mesh with people and that's for over the past year and working, that's the biggest thing for me is like, if, if the energy is off when you start, I don't think it's going to be, it's, I don't think it's going to, you have to click with people for it to be fun to work with them. And when it's fun, you'll achieve great things. So that was the biggest thing for me. It just clicked for both of us. Um, I think I continued and I followed up every fucking week with tips and tricks and, and stuff to do on social and stuff to do uh, just to, uh, with videos and creative, the creative, uh, creative knocks and creative, um, what's it called, uh, compliments and just like stayed consistent after we'd meet and also, which is just like top of mind. A lot of people are busy. You have to find a way to balance, uh, staying in their face, um, without being annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of like, we did that a great way. You and you and I going for this podcast, like we had a bunch of issues and when we're going back and forth, it's just like, you have to be able to balance. How do you, or when you're trying to get to someone, like I'm sure you've tried to, uh, you know, get to if it's a VC or if it's a new person that you want to meet. Or I know for a fact that, that happens for me. Is how do yeah. you balance not being too pushy and, and 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 by also just like how much you actually want to meet. It's just this weird balance that once you get there, you you kind of figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's a bit of an intuitive feeling there that you yep. know you know oh this might be pushing it. This one message might just push it right yeah. over the edge. But I think the key though, and, and I've, I've experienced this just even with like some of the podcast guests, um, yeah. you know, 90 plus percent of, of people will, will drop, you know, after the first or second message or like whatever, yep. pick your time frame first month. And it's really, again, like you're saying, it, it, it being persistent or consistent, but in a respectful way. And being okay, right? Having, being okay to have that patience that it might take a year. Like, like don't put a, don't put a timeline on. And if it's truly, you know, someone that you really think you'll jive with and, and you can do some great work together, then it's worth it. Right. Yep. It's yeah. Pick your battles, but also 
yeah, like pick your battles. Like, how much does it actually matter? Like, how how much? Yeah. Why do you need to get to this person right now? And then, like, is there something? Do you think that you're going to be fulfilled if you just get to this person and you get to have this? You know, it's yeah. But I think more than anything, and however much we talk, Mark, I think it's a very intuitive feeling that totally. that you could just kind of balance out. So then, for you now, you know, you're you mentioned, you know, Gary was the only one you, you, you've ever worked for. So now you're, mm-hmm. you're on your own in this, um, glorified entrepreneurial world, which yeah. I totally understand. I mean, if, if it was, if it was as crazy and beautiful and easy as, as it's made to see, made to be seen, I mean, there'd be no teams, no, no one would be working for anyone. It'd just be all solo operations, yeah. right? So, I mean, you need a yeah. balance, obviously. So for yeah. you, you know, even, even at a young age, like handling even a million followers and, and, and now obviously yeah. uh, there's been way more and you're, you're working with some pretty big accounts. I think the, one of the big ones you did recently was with, with Dennis Rodman, which is super unique and creative. Awesome. Yeah. Um, like how do you mentally handle that, that type of pressure and the amount of like constant, you know, content and notifications and all that stuff? Like what, what's I think, helping you? I think, yeah, I, I think that's the balance, right? Um, with Dennis more is, is more of the client as opposed to the content and, and, and that kind of stuff. I think for, for just like, if you're asking just like, how do you handle essentially I'm just, uh, I'm, in my mind, the question is how do you handle working in a business when there's nonstop? And I think yeah. that's one of the biggest, biggest, biggest issues with, with what's it called uh, with social and digital, which is also the beauty is you, you stay away from your phone for one hour and a million things can have that. can have happened. Yeah. And you feel like you've missed out on something and, and every second you're not on and dialed in and every second you're not engaging, you're missing out on something it, you can perceive it as, but also you got to realize that there's social media and digital is not real life. It should only, it should help and foster and, and further your real life experience. And I think, if you get too caught up in it and, and it becomes kind of a, a, a it, like it should be a separate world that fuels your, your primary world, if that makes sense, as opposed to becoming yeah. your primary world. Because if it does, there's, you're going to get sucked into it. And it happens to me sometimes, and I'm sure it happens to, to other people as well. Um, luckily for me, I, I get to write it off as quote unquote work, <laughs> while other yeah. people will write it off as quote unquote just scrolling Instagram and, and not work or, or research and development or whatever you want to call it. But that's also another whole, like I can write it off as work, but then it's like, all right, but if you only do digital, there's no end to it. And that's, that's, yeah. that's a very, very, very dark hole to go, go down. Uh, and I think your question is how do you balance it? I, I, mean, I think just being conscious of it, you know, just being very, so, and it's not even just, trying to remind trying to have your own mind remind yourself every now and then like yeah does this feel good do i feel productive could i be doing something else why am i doing this right now and and i think something that i've been trying recently whether with success or not i think it's it's all a process however hard that is to to remember times i think people need to understand it's it's a process and it process and it's not a goal and it's not where you're going it's where you are right now and how do you get there um, is how do you bring, um, speaking of spirituality earlier, like how do you bring, uh, 
conscious efforts into your daily routines. And if one of your daily routines is, you know, scrolling your phone or interacting with people on social or whatever it is, like how do you bring some sort of consciousness into it? Cause I think our phones is just like a technology and a vehicle to, to, to express um, whatever, you, whatever our conscious level right now is. And yeah. I think if, if you take deep breaths and this is all so corny, but I don't really care. Um, if well, you this take is real, breaths man. And, no, it, it is, but it, it, people listening might be like, ah, oh, man, this again. But it's, it's an important <laughs> reminder. It's like, if you're just like, that's why now I'm painting my nails, my thumbs. So I think every now and then when I look at them, I try and make it a habit to, 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 to kind of um, anchor myself in my breath, whether it's me uh, on the phone now or whether it's me, um, what's it called, uh, scrolling or whether it's me yeah. interacting with people. It's like, how do you, don't get lost in the sauce. That's the easiest way of saying it. Like, don't get lost it. in the sauce, you know? <laughs> So Just okay, try so to try I to like rise it. above it. I love it. So, yeah. so much gold in this conversation. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So this, talk to me about this anchoring because we, I, I've, I've, I follow people and um, the, the the person that's coming to mind right now that we've had on the show mm-hmm. before is uh, Kevin Rose, and mm-hmm. he. I know at one point this would have been right at the time when um, Apple came out with like their screen time. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, tracking or whatever and, and he was putting mm-hmm. on like a, just an elastic band on his phone purely just like he'd pick it up do I really need to pick it up right now and it was a reminder so this this idea of anchoring mm. when did you start doing this and what did you say you're you're so you're painting your thumbnail is that that's what you're doing yeah so I I paint uh, both my all my I maybe maybe that's a little inspiration of Dennis Robin who's like <laughs> <laughs> totally. the king of self-expression but I tried to um what's it called uh I tried to uh, see. This is what just happened. I just got a text message that just popped up on my screen, and I happened to look down at it, and I get distracted. And that's exactly what the, we were talking about before. That's the problem. Something's always happening, and now someone's trying to get my attention while during this interview, and it's the worst thing in the world, Mark. Because <laughs> in the ADD world that we live in, it's just oh, it's so spread thin, and it's always going separate ways. And I think. A, a real interaction is how, how, how meaningful and deep can you make every interaction. And I just want to express that on the podcast and maybe to get to vent, but that's the problem with these phones and, and, and this thing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Of, of we can get, we get torn so many different ways all the time and everyone's trying to get everyone's attention. And even yourself, like, you know, when you're trying to get something done, like I'm, I'm if you, if you and I ever do business together, you'll be like, Oh man, Cause I'll be calling you three times and going back to that, not being annoying. If we're in business, I'm going to call you three times. I'm going to text you. I'm going to be on your fucking ass uh, to get something done. And that's like such a, I think it's such a problem and balance at the same time, because I see some of the greatest people I know and, and the people I've worked with, like uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Michael Rubin is one of them. The owner of the 76ers fanatics, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is one of them. A lot of the people that are like successful, Mark, Mark uh, Monstrato is one of them, yeah. um, Stephen Bartlett. A lot of the people that are like, I've, in my eyes, like winners and, and whatever, however you define that, but like are get shit done, like that, that's the way they are. And I naturally have that in me. But how do you also balance that with, you know, not fucking trying to distract every person in the world and, and kind of drag it out? I, I mean, I think that's a, I'm glad you brought up and then actually yeah. the text came through because it's like yeah. you're human, right? Like everyone else. And, and I'm distracted yeah. too, but I think yeah. it, it comes back to that, that balance. Like you also, you know, 
not many people are painting their nails to anchor to like even take the few seconds that that might take to like pull out from whatever is going on to just create a bit of space in your mind. Right. And you have, I know you have other practices that you're doing. So, yeah, (laughs) I was sorry for not responding to your, to, to your question that I just got, I guess, irritated at myself for getting distracted. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, the painting of the nails came about probably two months ago and it's been well, it came from this book that I got from my cousin, um, Michaela, and it was just basically how do you create conscious habits? Um, <clears throat> I think another one is in the middle of the day, taking three deep breaths and, and just reminding you to do that. And just like whenever, just it needs to be whenever you feel stressed or whenever something happens, just whether it's one or two or three deep breaths, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to do. And yeah. it kind of really anchors you. Um, I think being aware of your hand movement and and kind of like when you're talking, I talk a lot with my hands every now and then just becoming aware of that. Um, but I think mm. all these aside, I think the breath is really the, the easiest and, and the deepest one. And once again, going back to teachers and people who have done it before. And I think that's a really good thing because I don't think any of us will ever have it all figured out. But it's easy to pull from people who, who seem, seem to have it all quote unquote figured out. Echo Trolley said, you can read all the books in the world and try to create all the things in the world but if you just for one month or one year or even one day um just focus on you try to focus on your breath throughout the day you'll be completely fine because uh what the only thing that we have from the beginning that yeah. we were born to the end of of our lives is the one thing that stays with us is our, our breath right totally like the one thing that 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 does it changes with our mood. It changes when you get upset. Your breath changes, and, and that's something I learned from another person, uh, Jay Shetty. I'm name dropping a lot oh, yeah. <laughs> in this episode, but I think it's good for people to kind of check him out and, and see what they're about. But Jay Shetty said that, and and I spoke to him earlier. And he's a great, 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 great person, and he said uh, who you should definitely have on um, if you haven't already. Um, yeah, he said, I would love yeah, to have him. He he said that's the first the first thing they learn in monk school is mm-hmm. is um uh, how do you how do you kind of uh, work with your breath? Well, and it's amazing. Like I so I've been doing a bit. I've been uh, I'm sure you've heard of them, Wim Hof. I've been doing some yes of yes exercises the last probably six months, and um, mm-hmm. I need to get a little bit more routine on it. I was pretty um like religious about it for for two three months, and I, you could yeah. noticeably feel the differences. Um, yep. almost instantly. And yeah. what, what I found just doing that was that I was becoming even other than the fact that like, there's a lot of science and, you know, things that he talks about around inflammation and stuff like that and not getting sick, like that there's that element. But the mm-hmm. other element I noticed was just if I was getting stressed or was worked up or something throughout the day, I was instantly knowing, like I could feel myself, my breath changing into those like short, quick, you know, breaths right or even holding my breath that i think in the past i probably would have just blew through that and not even noticed and it's so just to kind of echo your point it's it's crazy how much you know we're doing without even realizing it when it comes to just flat out breathing yeah i yeah it's it's one of these things that like you're saying it's we do it every day and and it's like the most vital part vital part of our life and we don't really try to improve it. We try to improve our bank account. We try to improve our image in front of it's just we, we work out, uh, we work out our bodies, we work out our minds, and it's just like, hey, let's just 
the easiest thing you can do. You don't have to work anything out. It's just about trying to set a conscious routine. And I think also being religious about it is cool. And I think that's also what happens um, when you get excited about something. And that's why you and I, I think, get, get along well because we're very similar in things. And I think that's what goes back to the beginning of like, you know, when you get something, you get you go dive into it fully. Yeah. But I also think it's important to not like beat yourself up because that's something that, that I'm sure you do and I do as well. Is, ah, I didn't meditate today. Ah. I could, I should have, I should have done my breath exercises and it's so important to, to not beat yourself up over those kind of things as well, because then you're living in the constant, um, loop of trying to improve yourself. But when you're trying to improve yourself, you're stressing out over trying to calm yeah. yourself down. Does that make sense? That's a great point. That's, um, and you're, that's you're right. so, that's so easy. You know, this, it's so easy to get caught up in that. And that's just like, I guess the, um, the yin and the yang of trying to improve yourself is you start stressing out over improving yourself. Yeah, totally. And I mean, and they're, they're called practices for a reason. And we, I think we often forget that it's, that's good. I mean, it's good to remind yeah. myself, even just with this Wim Hof breathing, that's it. I've totally been beating yeah. myself up on it. So thanks. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah. it's like cool, but you, it, yeah. I think all of this stuff is so up in the air and it's like, this is once again, mental masturbation, but like you can go back and forth about it, but, it's also like there needs to be some level of, of discipline involved where you don't completely fall off the wagon and go five years without doing the Wim Hof exercise. Or, you know what I mean? So that's why I think um, setting routines is, 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 is interesting and how do you get into those routines. But I also think the suffering that comes with beating yourself up will, will, will improve yourself and you can use that as a lesson to – to, to, you know, to, to not become stressed over that. Hey, sure. we can go back and forth about this all day, but at the end of the day, I think people will figure it out if they try to become conscious of it. Yeah, totally. Well, so just, just on that topic, um, like for you, you know, you're obviously a busy guy, fast paced, yeah. um, traveling a lot. You're just back from, uh, Iran. Um, like, so what, you know, without beating yourself up, but like, what are, what are the non-negotiables in, in your life when it comes to either your, your mental or, or physical fitness that, you know, you know, regardless yeah. of what's going on, you can, you can go right back to, and you know, that's going to really make an impact for you. Um, I think for, for me, I think, I don't think this is mental, but I think going to, you know, where the bathhouse is. So it's essentially going oh, yeah, to sauna and the cold pool. Yeah. So yeah. that's one, that's one thing that I, I like to keep in routine. And I just, it's, it goes back to you just like putting so much stress in your body. And then you go from the hot sauna to the cold pool and then coming out of there is just a relief. They got great food. That's one of the things that <laughs> I love doing. I started recently doing yoga which I think hot yoga, Bikram yoga, okay, or whatever it's called, which um, was was really interesting, and 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 was doing that for 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 what's it called, uh, pretty actively every week. But now, once again, fell off the wagon. But are you saying over the past couple of years that you'd say, or yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I mean, it, it could be like what's pretty consistent for you right now. But the other thing is, what I love about this is, and and you've already mentioned, it's like you evolve, right, with these practices. Yeah. Like, so at one point in your life, the yoga, you know, fit for whatever reason. Maybe it's not fitting, but it seems like the you know the the baths or the hot cold therapy is is pretty solid, right, right now. And I know I just in the research that you did something like 
over a thousand days straight of meditation via headspace, like things like yeah. that, just, <laughs> just to help, you know, others listening, um, because they'll be different too, right? Like not everyone's going to want to yeah. do Wim Hof breathing, but maybe they'll want to pick up yeah. on the, the bass. I think what's active for me is everyday contemplating and, and I, I, I try to listen to, to, to teachers every day, whatever that means. I don't know if it's good or bad yet. So I don't want to give any advice, but I think it opens, uh, it opens pathways that, that you don't, it's just like giving you a broader perspective. Every night I listen to Alan Watts is a great person. Uh, yeah. Wayne Dyer is a great guy. Uh, Adyashanti, A-D-Y-A-S-H-A-N-T-I is a great uh, person. Um, Eckhart Tolle, uh, love him. Uh, and I listen to kind of, you know, just sound and audio bites. I think Oprah does a great job on her podcast and kind of, yeah, um, being balancing, being like very in the world versus being very, um, in yourself. So I think those are some people that every day I, I kind of try to listen to them. And I think an important thing is, is not to get too religious with it. Like we were talking about before it's, sure. it's a great, um, it's great and it'll give you insight, but at the end of the day, you can listen to hours and hours of their footage and yeah, they're, exactly. they're, they're speaking, but then you, you're not going to do anything. So I think that's one, uh, doing the meditation, evenings, Elliot? Is that yes, the- do it in, do it in evenings, do it in okay. evenings. Um, I think meditation, try to, to meditate every day. Um, like I said, try to be conscious of, and when I meditate, what I do is essentially, um, just I try and sit and observe just the mind. I used to do breath and I used to do headspace a lot, but um, for me, it's now more. Um, I, I, it's hard to explain, but you just sit and you essentially you sit up. I, I lie down sometimes, sit up sometimes, and then you just sit in the upright position. Mm-hmm. You start with a couple of deep breaths. Yeah, and then you just try and observe. And you just, um, what I do is I ask myself, throughout the day also um who who am i i ask myself the question that that you asked (laughs) in the beginning but in more of a existential like who am i i ask myself throughout the day and then i tell myself throughout the day also try to i am god well these are all very contextual things and i'm not religious in any shape way or form but it's just like i say that and then i observe afterwards Sure. Like what happens to, 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 to my level of, of presence and being there. Um, what else? I'm just trying to rattle off a bunch of, a bunch of things. I work out, I try to work out every day and I just know I feel a lot better after. Um, so I go for a run and then run steps. And a big thing recently for me has been running steps. I don't know if you've, if you've done that, but just like, no. you know, running up and down steps. Um, so there's, I found a stair, stair, um, outside staircase in a park very close to me. So what I do is I run there. And then running up and down the steps. Okay. Uh, I don't know if anyone's going to do that, but yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, so what do you try to get in like yeah. 20, 30 minutes or so of exercise? Is that? Yeah, it was, it was, I'm not a gym rat. By any, I don't like being gym going to gym and lifting heavy and that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. I try to just do everything quickly because I'm like a fast paced, um, I guess kind of individual. So yeah, I, I went out before this, I went out for a run. It was like 30 minutes and, okay. and then I was going to do a couple quick exercises at home. Um, yeah, that's, I guess those are kind helpful. of my routines right now. Amazing. Well, I'm, I'm going to just, I want to respect your time and start wrapping up, but the, the, one of the yeah. final questions really is to, and you've left some, some really good reflective questions and you left one really 
uh, intriguing one when we first spoke, but um, I definitely want to get just three questions that you find yourself asking on a frequent basis. So obviously you mentioned who am I? Um, and the reason I asked for these is because then mm-hmm. they're, they're loaded in, in our journaling app as well, tagged to this podcast and it can help people with their own mm. uh, reflection, which I love how you like everything that you've said, especially in the last little, little bit has been around, like you, you mentioned observing or just reflecting. And these are all things to just help come out of that autopilot that we can easily slip into just mm-hmm. with general society and life, right? Like if, if we don't consciously try to mm-hmm. come out of that, then we don't have a chance, right? And, and, and everything that you've been, been dropping has been awesome for that. So, so A, thanks for that. And, and, mm. and I guess B, just, yeah, what are some questions that, that also help you? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to view this as a little test and I'm going to say that I answered the first question with who am I? So sure. I, I'm going to check that box. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so who am I? I think another one that I just thought about when you were talking is, is uh, what's it called? Um, when was the last time I felt like this? It's, it's goes back to presence. And I think it, that helps us kind of, um, be able to, yeah. um, <sighs> narrow down i'm trying to explain it correctly narrow down when was the last time we kind of pulled ourselves out of the autopilot and if we do ask ourselves that uh consciously every day it's just like you can kind of figure out oh like where was i at today like what kind of dragged me in and what oh when i was on my phone yesterday for example i was i was there I was there when I was at this uh, event and then I went, got into the, I jumped into uh, a car and then I got out of the car and I'd been on my phone the whole entire ride. I was like, Oh wow. I was just not there for the entire ride. I was gone. Yeah. So then just my mind just asked myself, when was the last time I felt like this? Okay. Um, and I, I guess, to, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Keep, no, keep going. Cause well, I'm trying to say- come up with a response. Well, the, I, I mean, I have to bring up the question you left on our first conversation because it really hit mm-hmm. me hard. It was, uh, have I lost touch with my being? Yes. What did yeah, you mean exactly. by that? I think that's the same one as the previous one. I think I just phrased it differently because okay. I didn't, I didn't know if I was able to pull from <laughs> when I, the ones I left before or not. But yeah, the, have I lost touch with being, I think is, wow, it just clicked for me. Those are the same. And I didn't, I hadn't really equated them but that those are definitely the same. Have I lost touch with being how like, have I lost touch with just being versus doing there's a difference. And I think yeah. everyone knows that in their, in their, in their, in, in their deep minds. They all, we all know that. I love it. I mean, I would leave these two, to be honest, I think you could take them in like when I, when was the last time I felt like this and have I lost touch with my being? I mean, they are, I think they're similar, but I, I also think you can take those in different ways. So uh, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd roll with those if, if you're cool with that. I'm, I'm cool with whatever. I was going <laughs> to come up with a fun one as well. Just like, sure, go for it. Um, yeah, no, I was going to come up with it, but I can't, okay. so I'm not going to come up with it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, last, last question for you. All said and done, yeah. you know, work aside, um, you know, everything going on aside, like what, what truly makes you smile each day? What makes me smile? Yeah. Um, my, my, my dog, uh, I, I think good conversations, I think smiling is really, 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 really important. I think laughter even more so. 
Uh, I think smile is just like the underlying joy, you know, mm-hmm. the underlying joy that we all feel and that we should feel at all times. I think that's what makes us smile. I think laughter for me is I just good people, good people really make me smile. And it's it. like, yeah, it's very important for me. Good people surrounding yourself with good people is, and everyone always says this, but if you really take a look and if you really think about the last time you were with someone who you, uh, perceive as good people and you, 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 um, you, you measure how you felt prior to meeting them or being with them. And after being with them, there's a significant difference. And if that person doesn't, um, if you're, if you don't feel more elevated afterwards and obviously everyone always has bad days, but I'm saying on, yeah. on a, on a, on a, if you take 10 times and the average is some of all of them, with said person, if that person doesn't really, really bring you up and he doesn't or she doesn't um, make you feel good. And I'm not talking about stroking your ego. I'm just talking about um, just in general, elevate you or um, give you new insight or share something that made them happy, that makes you happier, whatever it is that I think you should, you should really, really, really consider um, what you're doing and who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, and I also think that that's one of the hardest thing. How do you find new people? But if you really want it bad enough, and if you, if, if the universe wants it bad enough for you, it, and I know it yeah, does it for everyone, up. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. That makes me smile, baby. Yeah. <laughs> here's to good people. Yes, you made it to the end of the conversation. Thank you so much for your attention. And if you enjoyed the chat, leave us a little love wherever you're listening. Stars or views, they go a long way. Don't forget, you can find all these guests along with a ton of powerful reflective prompts in our digital journaling app, Kyo, K-Y-O. Search it in the Apple App Store and it'll pop up. Wishing you the absolute best in your mental fitness and an incredible day.